What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Grimera Snakes, you are listening to Brothers of the Serpent Podcast. At the and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, angels and demons, monsters and serpents, to Brothers of the Serpent Podcast, coming to you not live and and live from the 10 by 10 by 10 tangent cube of science, nestled amongst the dusty bones of an ancient seabed high atop the Everest Plateau. We got uh, Darren D-Ron from Grimerica in here. Sup, cuck? Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, so he flew down from Scandinavia to hang out for the weekend, and... Uh, We've just been chilling. We're going to go shoot some guns, do some Texas stuff with a Canadian. That's right. Yeah. But we wanted to get in the cube and uh, do a little podcasting because we're all podcasters here. And this way I can win the $5 bet with Graham. That's right. Five oh. bucks won. Five, Five bucks, bucks won. Coming, that, coming my way, Graham. We are here podcasting. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Snake bros don't mess around with that. We, we always make sure we get the podcasts in. It helps that everything's set up already. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, we didn't have to. <coughs> yeah, we're just in the cube. So this is your first time going live from the cube? It is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There you I go. I think so. Yeah, this is the it's first. kind of on a sketchy cell phone. But <laughs> yeah. Hey. Grime is anyone watching? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, ten people, it looks like. Uh, oh. Nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> it's a weird time. I mean, I could see people having better things to do on a Saturday than yeah, yeah. listen to us. Most of the Snake Force is out doing, uh, I was talking to them on the Discord, and they're all out looking at ancient sites and finding arrowheads and stuff, too. So that's cool. I yep. seen Brandon was out looking at stuff in Montana. Yeah, Brandon's doing his... Shouldn't uh, it be winter in Montana? It is, yeah. Seems it like... And I'll, Did well, you just check your watch to look for winter? Yeah, but it's fire. <laughs> <laughs> My watch is still on Calgary weather. Oh, okay. So it's four degrees in Calgary. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, what is it, like 60 here? It's 18. Yeah, it's 18 Celsius. Here. Celsius. For the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Celsius, folks. All right. Yeah, I don't Which even know be, what that means. Well, so for it's it's eighteen silliness. <laughs> for a rough idea, I, I mean, you can get pretty close just timesing it by two and adding thirty-two. Oh, hey, that's a great trick. You'll be a little high because it's actually one point eight. Okay. But two is is close enough. Cool. So fifty Celsius would be one thirty-two. One hundred thirty-two Fahrenheit. Ah. Hey. So, like, for me, thanks. like, thanks, Canadians buddy. would be dying at 40 Celsius, which would really be less than 112. Yeah, 112. Yeah. A little less than 112. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which if we it have... gets to 40 in Calgary, it's like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have we have had days like that here. So. Yeah, we deal with that uh, every quite, year. Quite often. I was in Phoenix a couple of years ago golfing, and it went up to, like, 38, which would probably be, you know, in that 105 range. Yeah. And I could barely survive it. Like, yeah. it was like, whoa, man, this is <laughs> intense. <laughs> yeah. I had, like, a wet towel around the back of my neck the whole time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wet your clothes. 
That's that's yeah. basically stay in the river. One way we deal with it here is, but there's no water in Phoenix. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. The middle How did people end up there? Right, <laughs> crystals. I don't know. <laughs> we got to stop here because there's crystals here. Because I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be hard to survive in Phoenix, man. In like in like July. Yeah. You need air conditioning. Well, yeah. I mean, think of the name. That's that's why they named it that. Because yeah. every year they burn and die. Right. And then they're reborn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Burning Man. It's yeah. like living yeah. at Burning Man. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about podcasting. How did so that's why you have to compress the shit out of it, because all the levels are so low. Yeah, I keep the levels pretty low. And then... So that's why you don't have the Dunlop mouth noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the so i keep the levels low and then i have a um a side chain compressor uh that i bust everything out to so it's a single compressor i bust everything out audio then, audiophile baseball inside baseball here, yeah folks. and then and then the bumper music is on, on a side chain compressor uh, that's what i meant in other words when you talk if there's music playing the music gets smashed by your talking so and then, it's auto, yeah, it happens live. Basically. That way, you can with, have the music playing in the background, but you can always understand what the mm -hmm. what the words are. Yeah. So, but I learned that from a guy that did EDM, like he made. So I just fade because I'm Riley. Mine, I just fade out my music on my mixer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise, but you, most of it I do in post, like because I put all the actual bumper music in and post oh okay yeah we like but i have do it. have the ability to do it but the reason i can is because i always add the little clip from the intro into the bump the, right the yeah, intro bumper that. music from the interview so i don't have that technically that's true ready. i could and and we do the interview and the intro at different times so it's not like i can bumper into the intro i i mean i guess i could if we had the music ready i could have the song picked out but then it would get weird because we all then the guests would just have to wait a minute. It's like, okay, we're gonna play the song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we like to be. I like to have the music going when you're talking through the intro and stuff, so that you, it's it's more realistic, you know. Yeah. You know that totally. way you're not that way you're not welcome back, folks. While this badass music is playing really loud in the background, you're that's like, it. hey, what's going on, people? You know, like I think that's how Adam does it. You hear him, you know, when he comes in on no agenda, he's shouting over the music he's playing yep. live. Yeah. You know, and it gives you that sort of energetic entry. That's uh We're I not like that, that energetic. We have lazy ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but the but the Grime America podcast, how long have you guys been doing it now? What's what's the I guess it'll be has it been? It'll be seven years in uh May? In May. For seven years to do the podcast. Seven years in May, yeah. <laughs> it'll be four hundred the four hundredth show is comes out next week. Ah, Next wow. Friday. That's that's a big deal. 400. Yeah. So I'll actually probably have to, if I'm going to have to wait to release this until after show 400 comes out. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to mess up the 400th episode <laughs> call-in show. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but how did you guys get started? Like, you you, you both work at the same place, and you kind of, what? tell the story. Yeah, well, uh, it started because Graham got me listening to podcasts. I was sort of sick of listening. To, I, I drive a lot for my job, and Graham came to work there. And I was like, I'm sick of the fucking radio. Yeah. So he's like, oh, you got to check out these podcasts. So I started listening to podcasts. That would have been probably 2012, uh, beginning of 2012, maybe late 2011. Started listening to podcasts. I got pretty into those. And then, 
And then we went to the Paradigm Symposium in 2012. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And met Eric Von Daniken and Micah Hanks and Giorgio Suclos and all those guys. And then right when we came back from that, I was like, you know, I'd, then, then I had met a bunch of these podcasters. Yeah. That when you're listening to them, at least when I first started listening to podcasts, I just pictured it as something different. You know, you assume everyone has a million listeners and it just, yeah, the yeah. whole thing seemed kind of intimidating. And then you went and met all these people and they were just normal people. So it was just yeah. like, oh, fuck, we could totally do this. So it took a while to convince Graham because he was like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, we'll start with a website. So we started the Grimerica website on uh, December 21st, 2012. That's when we made the YouTube, hey, yeah. the YouTube channel, the web page, the Facebook page, all that stuff. You're like, I got a brilliant plan. <laughs> Let's start our podcast at the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, honestly, I had just gotten, had some loss in my life too. My cousin had died like a week before that mm. on De December 14th. So I was like grieving and all that. And so, I mean, in retrospect, a lot of it was probably a distraction. It's just bury myself in the computer for yeah, yeah. A, a week or two weeks Build and a website. make a website and a Facebook page and all that. Yeah. And then from there, I mean, it was always planning to be a podcast. In my head, I think by then, and then it took about three months to get Graham really on board with the podcast. Okay. And then we started like brainstorming it and and all that sort of stuff. It took us a bit to figure out all the logistics of it, what kind of show we were going to do. Yeah. Originally, we were just going to do a show where it was just us blabbing. And I mean, I'd, if like we, us. Yeah. If we, I don't know <laughs> if we would have made it as far as we did with all our like other commitments, trying to do all the research and yeah, read the yeah. books and everything else. But, uh, and then I was like listening to this pod, we were going to do an episode on Mars. I remember our first episode be on Mars. So I started listening to this other podcast by this Ephraim Palermo guy. He only had three or four episodes, but it was all in these stains on Mars he had discovered. Okay. That yeah. he said were water that everyone said he was crazy for, which in 2013 or 2014, it turned out yeah. that, he, that he was right. He's right. Yeah. And he was saying this back in 2001. Uh, and I was like, you know, why don't we just interview Ephraim? Yeah. Instead of me taking all these notes, like, yeah, you know, I'll try and get a hold of Ephraim and see if he just wants to come on the show. And right away he was like, yeah, no problem. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's our pilot episode. Yeah. We have zero <laughs> listeners. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> and I mean, in a lot of ways you have Ephraim to thank for that. That's because cool, if man. Your first couple of guests are like, no. Yeah. Then it's like all of a sudden it starts to get tricky to try and yeah, get you... this thing off the ground. So then we're like, yeah, well, let's do an interview show then. And then we can talk to all these people. And I mean, you know, it'll be great. This is a perfect idea. We can, it's yeah. the excuse to start talking to people. Right. So yeah, Ephraim said yes. So we interviewed him. And in the beginning, we couldn't even, um, I mean, I remember, so grandma, grandma would deny it, but like, it was so hard to drag this guy, kick it and scream and make a <laughs> podcast. Like when finally I convinced him to start making the podcast, he's like, no, he's like, all right, but I'm going to use a pseudonym. Oh, yeah, and yeah. He was An gonna, alias. He was going to be the possibilionist genome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so people are going to be like, so possibilionist. <laughs> or what are they going to call you? Genome? Or what's like, well, how's a guest going to interact with you? And yeah. Then, and then finally he was like, it seems weird to ask people to come on the podcast if I'm not using a real name. Yeah. yeah. So we just ended up going with his real name <laughs> and finally made the podcast. And I think we recorded the first episode probably April 2013 and then released it. Did a lot of editing and all that for the first few. There was a ton yeah. of editing. I don't edit at all now. 
but there's a lot of, a lot more umming and on in the beginning too. Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. Out. So the confidence gets up and the skill gets up and there's just less to edit anyway. But in the beginning, I was super nervous about it all. Yeah. So you're editing out and listening and edit and listen and edit and listen and. Yeah, and then so that was it. And I mean, we were lucky. Our first show, we had a couple people share it, and the first episode got downloaded like 120 times. Oh, yeah. That's so, a big boost. So, like, like right crap. out of the gate, we had 100 listeners. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's how it works for most people. We were lucky. Micah was sharing it, and a couple people. So, right away, you had. Yeah, so the people from people Paradigm, Paradigm people were helping you out, and yeah. Micah Hanks is already a big podcaster. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Okay, so yeah, yeah, he yeah. was able to give us a little boost up, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, here we are, yeah. seven years later, and the audience has just kept growing, and the community grows, and yep. it's monetized to a certain extent. And Yeah, and you're following the uh, the value for value system, basically. You guys don't do ads. You don't. We don't do ads. So I, I think it's even... Uh, We've kind kind of hybridized the value for value system. Okay. And I think like the next step of that is like as we start to expand our whatever you want, whatever it is, community and everything else. Like we started doing the conferences. Yeah. It was like instead of monetizing the audience, which is what I think ads do, you turn your audience into the product. Yeah. Uh, you know, so because the value for value model has its limitations. Like unfortunately, we do only get a one percent support rate yeah so, you yeah, know like yeah we are i'm good friends with other podcasters that are you know making a good living at this and whereas grab and i still have to work full-time right because it's a slower slug when you're not doing one percent or less than that and there's yeah. well it's not even just the ads it's uh, the the other models like i don't think the ads are the most lucrative model i think the paywall is the most lucrative model Okay. So the like the cut the interview in half or the yeah. mysterious universe, yes. the THC, that model of you get more for your dollar. Like, a, a, yeah, we kind of do that with the black budget, but honestly, we're not that committed to it, which we never wanted to be. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing is like when you do that, then it becomes a lot more work. Um, and it's just like half your content now is just getting made for not so many people, which doesn't seem yeah. like it's worth it in a lot of ways. Yeah. Some days. So not that you don't love the supporters, but it's like, well, how do you decide which guest is only worth the 1%? Yeah. You know, go. So by the way, you're only getting going out to 1% of the audience. Yeah. And who's that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, That's yeah. the Instagram microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens if someone calls the phone that's streaming. Oh, yeah. Luckily, I'm on your Wi-Fi. Otherwise, the stream would be costing us hundreds of dollars. <laughs> Yeah. It's a dollar fifty for ten megabytes. Oh wow. On data once my package is over. Oh wow. On that phone because it's uh We got unlimited so unlimited you can Wi Fi. Yeah. We could stream all night. Yeah. That's right. It's so, not gonna happen though. So you think that the that the, the like the mysterious universe model is the is the most lucrative version of podcasting. Yeah, I, but I agree with you that like cause Kyle and I's pod the already idea for the podcast is it's an ongoing conversation. We're less guest heavy. We we do more deep dives into stuff, and so like, if you listen, you can listen to our episodes basically from the beginning until now, and it's sort of an ongoing thing. We learn stuff as we go, and we keep talking about that new stuff, and those are added into the conversation. So you can kind of listen to them as a series. Um, and we were talking about this, and it's like if we had subscribed content that was like premium content that people didn't hear unless they subscribed to some sort of service and they paid us nine bucks a month or whatever, like a serious universe, 
then it would be hard as you keep going to remember what did we talk about in the in the public show versus the the premium show, mm-hmm. and you don't know like do I have to re-explain this to these public members because we only did this on the premium as very you know so it, that that model isn't going to work for us pretty much as far as I know. Yeah, well, I think that's not instead of making the audience the product, then you make yourself the product. Right, yeah. And then once you make yourself the product, I think you lose a lot of the community. That's right, yeah. So you lose that, <laughs> which seems to come with the value for value model. Right. Yep. There's that. Yeah. All the people I talk to, and I, I'm pretty plugged into the community, so I'm talking to people that are doing all the different models. And it seems like without exception, the value for value model seems to come with this whole sense of community and helping out and artists are stepping up and yeah you know you guys i'll have... run the newsletter i'll do this i'll do that i mean honestly that's how we've kind of crossed paths right that's right that's right yeah. um it just sort of works out like that yeah which seems to be a thing with the value for value model and i think you can the next step to that is like so i don't want to be the product and i don't want to make the listeners the product yeah so then it's like start but I, on, on the, at the same time, we have these ideas like conferences and stuff like that. Right, yeah. So instead, we'll come up with these other products, and we'll use right. the show as a platform to talk about them from time to time. Like, hey, we're doing these contact at the yeah. cabin event. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, now we're sort of tiptoeing into audiobook production, yeah. which gives us ability to the stuff that we actually produce, because we're going to tr- – the stuff we're actually producing that we have the rights to – now we can start dribbling that out because we're recording it all anyway and editing right. it all anyway. So now what happens is if you're a supporter of the show, and that's only the books that we can get the rights to because otherwise it's a copyright infringement if right. someone else yeah. has the publishing rights. Yeah. But we've worked, we're, we're working at it in such a way that we're going to end up with the publishing rights to a certain percentage of them. And those ones will get sort of dabbled out into the... So that's giving us extra content now to start giving to the... Yeah, another product. To the supporters. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, to the people who aren't supporters, it's like, hey, you know, go to the web page and here's a button where you can buy an audiobook. And yeah. if you buy that audiobook, it helps the show. Yeah. That's really cool. So, one of the things I've thought about in terms of advertising is partnerships, um, you know, in such a way, in other words, like, I would be interested in having a partnership with a company that sells a product, if that product is something that we use and that we love and that we want to share, like, dude, these people make a good product. Like, you got to, you know, if you're so like going, more like native ads. Yeah. Right. That, and then it's a, it would be a company that we have a relationship with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we're saying, hey, guys, to our community, um, if you are in need of something like this, this is the company you should go with because it's actually a good thing. Yeah, and we use what it. we use, yeah. I would be totally down to do that and then do promo codes like where if they did it, we get it sort of a commission for the sale. That would be cool. Yeah, I think um, we do a bit of that, but we just do it. We just do it. You know, if we find something like the Squatty Potty, everyone accused us of getting money from Squatty Potty. <laughs> Squatty Potty never gave me any money. <laughs> I just think it's an outstanding product. So we talk yeah, about and it we, on the show. we we do that with uh, with Beyond Pod, which is the app that we use for podcasting. I'm yeah. just like, this is we love this if app. You have an Android? This is the app. And I emailed them, and I was like, hey, we have a podcast. We promote your app, and so I was wondering if you guys could give us a promo code for our listeners to get a discount on your app if they come from our show they or whatever. No. And they were just like, we don't do that. Yeah. And I was like, you guys, they were, they were like, thank you so much, but no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, we tried to strike up a deal with them and they were just like, no. Yeah. 
Not happening. No. Nope. Yeah. But there are companies out there that will do that. Yeah. You know, they just have to be something that we use because we're not gonna we're not gonna promote stuff that we don't know anything no. about. I don't use a squatty potty, so yeah. I put it in <laughs> once you go squatty, you don't go back. That's it. <laughs> I mean, out in the woods, yeah, but there's no device that I need for it. Yeah. Well, it just a, it helps you squat when you're not out in the woods. Oh, okay. So when you're on your toilet. Oh, it goes yeah. around the toilet at the bottom, and when you're pooping, you put your legs up. On it. <laughs> <laughs> so it mimics what you would have done before you had a toilet. Yeah, okay. Because sitting on the toilet's not like not the best position. Not the best position to empty your intestines. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here second, yeah. folks. <laughs> Same with Audible. Like we talk about Audible all the time, and actually, there's an easy thing you can do to set up for Audible. To, you can do the Audible promo code thing pretty easy. Oh. But we just never... Never have. No. Yeah, people have asked it because we, since we're always... You know why? Because fuck Amazon. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. an evil corp. That's, yes. So people, we get we get both sides of that because Kyle and I do book reports. And of course, we're always like, you should go buy this book. And then people write us and say, hey, you should have one of those Amazon things where people can go to your Amazon site, buy the book through that, and you guys get a little bit of, you know, get a little bit of kickback yeah. from that. And then we get, and then I read that email on the show, and then we get other emails from people like Amazon is totally evil. Don't do that. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, I think the best bet is just not to take any corporate blood money. Because <laughs> we were, we had the Amazon affiliates and that, and we just kiboshed everything. It's okay. Like, no, I'm not helping Amazon. All right. No, no. I do no use basis. Amazon products. Yeah. Because it seems unavoidable because right. of how they own everything, to in invade everything. But I don't. <laughs> they don't need my help promoting their shit. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We. But we do know that small publisher, um, Inland Traditions. Yes. Inland or Inner. Inner. Inner Traditions. Inner. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I'm good friends with uh, the president. I think he's the president. John Hayes. Oh, okay, cool. I yeah. met him at the first paradigm. Right. First yeah. or the second paradigm. <clears throat> I met him at one of the paradigms. Right. And we had a great time. Cool. Do they yeah. send you guys books? Yeah, they send us books like crazy. Yeah. Yep. They They've been sending books. us books for seven years. Nice. Because I had Stanley Krippner on in the very beginning. He was our third episode. And I had to go through Inner Traditions to have him on the show. And right. Ever yeah. since then, they started sending us books. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah, yeah, they are really cool. Yeah. yeah. So I recommend them, and their their books are great. They publish great stuff. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually we just got put on the list to start trying to do some audio books through them. Oh man, uh, that would be great. See, we yeah. need to do that too. I'll take all your yeah. biz. Yeah. <clears throat> all your biz. <laughs> Russ works cheap. <laughs> That's right. Four hundred bucks, guys. Yeah. What did they charge you? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten percent less 10% than Grimerica. Less than Grimerica. Yeah. <laughs> Darren will start doing it for free. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll be paying them. Then I'll be paying them to do it. Yeah. yeah. Capitalism at work. Damn. Uh. Yeah. So um, I listened to you guys during the paradigm years. I remember that you guys talking about going and. Uh, didn't you actually try to go there and do live podcasting at the second one? We did it at, yeah, because I went to two. So at yeah. the second one, we did some live podcasts. Yeah, we rented yeah. a bunch of gear, yep. set up a booth, did a bunch of interviews. Yeah. Uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Cost a fortune. Right. <laughs> but, you know, in retrospect, it cost a bit of money. Yeah. But 
It would have been easier to do these days with supporters and stuff like that. Back then, we didn't have any supporters. Yeah, okay. So everything was out of pocket. Right. So mostly on Graham's credit card. <laughs> the guy who didn't want to do any pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I paid for it all. <laughs> yeah. It took us years to pay back, to pay back Graham. Yeah. Graham's credit card. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, because you guys didn't start, because like, since we're musicians, we have all this equipment already. So yeah, we acquired we, everything from... Yeah. When we when we decided to start the podcast, I basically all I had to do was come down here, sit down in the cube, and start talking about pyramids. Like, yeah, it was already all here, and Kyle already knew how to do everything. The he's recording. first few shows we did would have been off headsets. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then and you guys had to do it got... in separate places because yeah. we didn't know how to connect yeah, two exactly. mics to Skype. <laughs> and then we slowly started getting the equipment, this and that. Once we got a mixer, we could do two mics. Yeah, and then, and then it just becomes a monster. We're yeah. just like gear acquisition syndrome yeah yep you start looking at all the gear and you're yeah and then it's like now it's like well you know because all the stuff i bought was bare right. base model you know the cheapest i could get and yeah. that's like well you know those compressors are nice or those <laughs> new yeah. eq and new you know but do you really need it for a podcast i don't know yeah i don't know it depends on your style like i'd like to has... mobilize it more i think if anything Right. Yeah. I'd like to make it more, e I'd like to make it easier to go on the road. Yeah. We do have a mobile version of our equipment. It's we, not bad. I, it's it's a, not it's too bad. It's one suitcase. Nice. Yeah. Right. And, and then, of course, like, we need a monitor. That's the only thing. But, but like, I had contacted the cabin. They had a nice flat screen TV, so we just plugged into that. Yeah. That's what we need is a nice go bag that yeah. can just be like, boom, where you don't have to take all your mics and everything else or everything's ready to go. I just got that little adapter finally so I can hook the GoPro up to my laptop. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because see, like but you guys are doing video. You guys do live video and stuff. We're, we're, most, yeah. we're just an audio podcast. Yeah. And not live. And, and not, not live. Yeah. And with very, pretty much zero interest in doing We live. should just go back to do that. that. Yeah. We should just, I stop. Think you guys just shut it off. Maybe, <laughs> just shut it down. Get out of here. I think, uh, you ought to try it for a couple of months, not streaming. You know, and then maybe, I don't know, all your listeners are going to hate me now. They're going to start <laughs> flaming me in the chats. <laughs> I think uh, I, I I think we've come too far now. Well, yeah, I mean, you you guys have people that expect it, so yeah, better, you know, you're trapped. Just keep going. I mean, YouTube's a nice search algo to be in for as long as you can be there. We're gonna get kicked out eventually, I'm sure. I think so. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. All that takes is one person to complain. Too alt right. Didn't they just pass a <laughs> uh, some new thing where it's like if you if you offend somebody, they have the right to ban you? Other people? Oh, they've. Uh, we're going with policing ourselves. Yeah. That's not going to go well. No, it's not going to go well. Too many people get too butthurt too easy. Yeah. It's a real shame. Yep. So have you had have you had problems with that? Have you gotten really, really irate people getting trying to get into emailing you guys with content of shows? How do you handle that kind of stuff? No, we don't. I just ignore it. Yeah. There's always ignore. a little bit of it. Yeah. I mean, right now, we're, I'm, there's some blowback from the sugar app. Because Buddy said that sugar was fine. <laughs> You're calling it the sugar app now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even about sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Couple comments. That's right. It's not even about sugar. Right. That's but that's what every that's... fucking comment yeah. and everything else is about Buddy's two throwaway lines about sugar. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that uh, the Trump stuff got pretty heated for a bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, for, uh, you for guys... a while there, the Trump stuff came. The Trump stuff came to a head. Yeah, where there was people that had been listening to the show for a long time that that bailed, that bailed or yeah. got upset or you know it fractured even relationships within the community. Yeah, yeah. You guys also get on guests that have very controversial views, even not in politics, like the the vaccine stuff. The, I mean, you guys get on there. I mean, you had a flat earther on there. Like you guys get. Con- <laughs> you guys get controversial guests so that inevitably results in controversy with your listeners you're going to make uh, or the guests are going to upset people so i just wonder like how do you, do you have you know do you have listeners that mostly can discriminate between the podcast and its views as opposed to the guests you're getting on just because you get a flat earther on doesn't necessarily mean you're promoting flat earth like i think for the that. most part we've got a pretty solid community yeah yeah and we're both pretty good at just Graham gets a little alt right. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, buddy. Um, Yeah, we were going to call him, but he's not in the studio yet. It's, I think, I don't know if I think that's kind of where we're, we, that's the direction we ended up in because we didn't ever, we didn't ever have really a plan. We didn't ever, you know, we're beating, we're going to do paranormal or this or that, but we just left it at casual conversations, Mm -hmm. often on the fringe. And kind of left with that, so it's open to talk to whoever we want, you know, from musicians to everything else. And it just seems like those controversial conversations right now maybe are the most important ones. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with that. Getting people to be able to come around and talk about stuff and, you know, not have everyone get fucking triggered right away. Right. Because you don't know shit. Everybody listening. You know some stuff. But ultimately, you don't know shit. Yeah. I don't know shit. These guys don't know shit. That's right. Everything that you think you know is probably going to be proved wrong in 100 years. So just fucking get over it. Yeah. Honestly, get over yourself. And then once you get past that. It's not hard to have a conversation. It gets easier to have a conversation. Because it's like, yeah, okay, this sounds crazy. But I mean, my shit probably sounds crazy to him. And it's probably something even crazier. Right. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we agree with that. We have a, I mean, we have a saying here that we're ninety nine point five percent wrong on everything we say, and uh, you know, all we have is certificates of ignorance, no degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you look at like what's coming out with the Randall stuff right now that we're kind of, you know, we're always talking yeah. to Randall. You guys are doing the podcast with them. It's like we're at the precipice of that stuff coming to the front, and it's like, right. you know, we're about to be proven wrong again. And you know what? <laughs> Randall probably doesn't have it all figured out either, and then his research is going to get built on, and in another hundred years, they're going to be like, oh, well, it was this too, or, you know, yeah, or, yeah. you know, it's just all these little <clears throat> bits and pieces. But, I mean, ultimately, I think we're pretty... Um, I don't think we know a whole lot. I agree about with that. Anything. It's like, yep. you know, this is still all just empty space and that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we were having the simulation conversation last night at dinner. <laughs> He's like, this table isn't real. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's <right>. Magnets. <laughs> How do they work? <laughs> it's a weird thing when you start looking at the nature of reality. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so none of this shit's actually here. Yeah. But yeah, it's we got a, it it's all just a bunch out. of vibrations of different frequencies. <laughs> it's man. all just energy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. See, you know, maybe Bill Hicks is right. And we're just the universe experiencing itself. Yep. Subjectively. That could be it. It could be it. We're all a piece of God. Yeah. Experiencing itself. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the only way it could do it. And yeah. that's why when you eat a bunch of psychedelics and shit, you feel those profound feelings of oneness. Yeah. Because you right. are all one. Yep. You're more connected to stuff than it seems like when you're not in that state of mind. We're more like ants than we think. 
Well, I don't know about that. I think so, man. <laughs> like when I fucking drive into work in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. see fucking taillights for miles. <clears throat> You yeah. see the traffic in L.A. Yeah. Then they all go down their little hole in the parkade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that is true. The, uh, the, the way that civilization is working has, has made certain things ant-like. Mm-hmm. So is that like human nature? Is it more like a... Because the ants, I think, I think it's pretty apparent that ants... I mean, I don't know if ants have individual consciousness. Maybe they do. Yeah. I don't know how their whole society is structured. Like, is it set up sort of they like They definitely ours? have a weird remote way of communicating with the queen. They're doing this and yeah. they're doing that. Like, they're making all this crazy, intricate shit. So are we. Yeah. And then it all seems to be pushed forward for the greater good, air quotes. So, like, the right. internet is our queen. <laughs> and it's telling all of us trolls what our to do. Our queen's money. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, money, money is... I money is a value. Our money is prices. Yeah, I think prices we've tell like you what made to do. money a god, and that's kind of part of the problem. Yeah, well, money is a representation of value, basically. So value is what the is the god. It's mm -hmm. it's the it's you know the more value you can accumulate, what in whatever form, if it's stuff, if it's cash, you know, that's so what you can switch that to for. love. That's why they call it liquid. Cash is just a. Well, then if you just love cash, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I do love. Cash. <laughs> America.ca slash support. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So wait, let's let's go back to um, so community. Um, you you get into controversial topics. You you run the risk of losing some of your community. So what? In retrospect, would you say? Would you recommend staying away from those controversial topics, or do you think it's worth taking the plunge and 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 going through some of that stuff? Uh, I guess it depends what you want. I'm asking you. I For me, it doesn't matter because it's not about the money. It's just about the conversations. Yeah. About, but but you do, but you appreciate the community as well. Yeah, I do. So if the community can't, if you can't handle the conversations, then that's kind of a self fucking. Yeah. It's a self-regulating self community. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. The yeah, community cool. needs to have a certain level of fucking acceptance and uh, non-judgment non-judgmentalness yeah. and open-mindedness and a certain amount of tolerance not in the shitty fucking pc tolerance right but actual tolerance like actual real tolerance of right. other opinions that might be drastically different than yours yeah ability to listen to those opinions without getting triggered. because if you can't even if you agree with me on all of my personal politics but you can't handle russ's idea and it triggers you and you got to call Russ a name. Yeah. Then I don't want you in the community. Right. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. And that's good. You don't have to write that down. It just takes care it of itself. It happens. Yeah. It's yeah. So you hear that, folks? If you're gonna get mad at Russ, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Anyone who calls me names are assholes. <laughs> you know. So it, you gotta have that. If you, it's yeah. I don't know. It's hard to lose that thing that you might you think you know stuff. It is hard. Yeah. But you got to get rid of that. I go through phases of it. Like, there are certain times when I've been like, oh, my God, I don't know anything. And then 
because of that paradigm shift, it leads me down new channels of exploration. And, and then you're like study and then discovery. And I start figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh no, actually, bro, it's this way because I'm woke. Yeah. yeah. And then like eventually, boom, <laughs> yeah. that gets oh, destroyed. Oh, wow. I was yeah. actually asleep the whole time. Yeah. And after yeah. you do that a couple of times, and then you kind of come to that thing that you don't know fuck all. Right. But I still think it's it's I think it's no matter what, I, I kind of think it's probably going to remain cyclical. Like without it's just like anything without practice, without the constant reminder. You, you know what the biggest problem is? Politics. Is right now politics has become pop culture yeah. and it's fucking seeping its way into everything. Yeah, everything Every is Every part political. of the culture yep. has fucking absorbed politics. I agree with that. And that's the biggest problem in the community. That's the one thing that sometimes I worry that could fucking get the community to fucking fracture. Yeah. Is political fucking bullshit. And that's why it's hard for me sometimes to think it's not by design. Because how can yeah. we fracture the most intimate fucking relationships with yeah. fucking Divide politics? and conquer. I mean, yeah, you're dividing fucking marriages right now with politics in North America. You're dividing yep. fucking businesses. You're dividing fucking our little communities. Our little close-knit online communities that seemed, you know, like they could, like they were impermeable. Yeah, they could weather the storm. Yeah, but, you know, fucking, when it comes to election season, look the fuck out. Because, (laughs) you know, all the people who never gave a fuck about politics 10 years ago are all in. Why why are you dropping so many F-bombs, Yeah, take take it easy on the (laughs) (laughs) F-bombs. I get passionate. <laughs> yeah, we're just doing our gram in person. Yeah, that's easy on the f bombs, bro. Yeah, take it easy on the f bombs. He gets pretty f bombs. <laughs> he does when when he gets riled up, he oh, starts yeah. dropping them. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's that's. I think you're right. So probably not. Uh, <laughs> I agree. So we have a rule basically with our podcast. We try to stay out of politics as much as possible. Uh, that's not really why we started our podcast. Our podcast is about ancient mysteries. Now there is politics involved because like you said, it's infecting everything. There's politics involved, especially when you start talking about more recent ancient mysteries, uh, you know, and and like various movements and peoples can get political for some people because they start thinking about racial problems and stuff like that. But for the most part, we try to keep politics out of our podcast as much as possible because, you know, I want people because it does trigger people. You mm-hmm. know, if you, if yeah. if the politics I'm talking are on the wrong side, fair, to, like compared to some listener, they may stop listening, and I don't want that. I'm not here to like polarize that, but like I think that ancient mysteries, talking about pyramids, looking at what happened in, uh, with human origins, and even further back, you know, just like Earth history, like geology stuff, Randall talks about. For the most part. People from both sides or all sides of the political spectrum can come and be interested in that. And I experienced that a lot when I was before the podcast. I was doing this online and I noticed that there were a whole lot of people that weren't that did not have the same politics that I did. Right. And so I just always kept was careful to keep my politics out of anything I was saying. Because, having to do with this kind of this other kind of stuff because right? I'm talking to them about this kind of stuff yeah. and I don't care what side of the politics they're on. I want to talk to them about this kind of stuff and I don't want to start up some animosity that will like that will hinder that conversation from happening. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of been our policy with the podcast the whole time is like we're here to talk about pyramids. <clears throat> I disagreed at first. He he wanted he just was like, "Look, we're just not going to do this." And I'm like, "Really?" Like this is a main this Politics was a major part of our ongoing discussions all the time. Yeah. 
So we were always talking about ancient civilizations and politics together. Yeah. And so when I was thinking we were starting the podcast, I'm like, this is what we're going to do, right? Oh, you guys would be so alt-right by now. Oh, my God. Yeah. We would. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably but... have a billion listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he was right I, because because it's true it's that divisive. Yeah. We don't want to alienate people because of this other stuff that's actually not important to what to the main. But you see, it's weird because you wonder if that's a new problem then. Because you know the the age old saying is you're not even so you know you don't talk about politics, right? Or Keep, religion, or yeah. yeah. And it's like so it's like we we're that fucking fragile. I know that we just can't talk about disagreements, or we end up killing each other. Yeah, I, I wish it wasn't this way, but I've just I've seen it. Because yeah. you can't come to real solutions without having those conversations. That's right. I mean, that's yeah. the ultimate thing. And I don't think they want real solutions. That's why I've ultimately come to the decision that they're all a bunch of fascists. And it's all just the entertainment wing of the military-industrial complex. Yeah. And that's all politics are, is to keep us fucking distracted while yeah. they do whatever they want. And the left that's... and the right and the middle are all the same. Right. It's a... In, in a large in large part, it's all a big show. It's kabuki theater. You look at it. We've been arguing about the same social bullshit for yeah. the last 60 years. Yeah. And how many leftists have been in the White House? But then they get in the White House and they don't do any of the social stuff they said they were going to do. Yeah. They just keep bombing places and maybe, you know, throw some regulation in here and there. And then... Yep. The next and then the other side comes in and, do and does the same stuff. And it's just like, yeah, and if you look at <laughs> yeah. the overarching thing, it's a little bit like it looks. So if you zoom in real close, it looks like it's going. Yeah. It looks but like if you zoom way. out, it's, a straight it's line. going up while it's doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's always just marching towards that global right. corporatism, I guess, would be the new word for it. Yeah. I mean, they're spinning fascism into corporatism, so it doesn't seem like such a dirty word. All right, Stash, pause it. <laughs> uh, think well, about fishing it, for a little bit. Just didn't take have long a, for me and your dad to start have a, going off. <laughs> have, a, have, have some tea yeah. and then uh, come back. <laughs> yeah, so right after I get done explaining to Darren that we don't do politics, he's like, well, politics, 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 <laughs> politics, politics, and you guys are all fucking wrong. <laughs> They're all fascists. We're fascists, though, too. I mean, we're part, we're part of it, I guess. It's our dollars they're doing it with. Yeah. But if you don't pay tax, and they throw you in jail. So it's like this weird conundrum. Yep. It is, it is, a, that is authoritarian in aspect right there. Yeah. yeah. So it is a, it's an inescapable thing. And so the podcast being an entertainment show, it provides somewhat of escape an escape. from that. From that. Because yeah. you just can't escape it. So why should we? That seems I just, new though, right? I feel like 10 years ago you could escape it. Or was I just still plugged into the Matrix? Uh, I don't like know. I wonder, like you look at the shows I don't, now. I don't like, think you could. I can't even watch the movie and sh movies and shit. There these are days. people that are right. I agree with like, that. Was They're... it like that twenty years ago? And I just wasn't onto yes. it. Like it makes you want to watch some of those. Like what, what what kind of movies were coming out when Bill Clinton was in office, or you know, like yeah, yeah, or leading up to nine eleven. What what was coming out? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's always been there, especially <laughs> in the pop culture. You know, because pop culture people that you can see it, they're always commenting on politics. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just I, I don't know how to I don't know. I don't know. But the so we're trying to not do that, basically, because that's not what we're here for. Um, just get away from the programming, man. Like, yeah. that's what the TV has been just like mind controlling us for so long. Yeah. I don't need my podcast to be mind controlling people into 
more of that, whether right. it's left or right or socialist or yeah, whatever you guys are fuck. you guys are definitely not a mind mind control podcast. Like I've been listening for years, and there's no mind control happening. If anything, it's a Grand little culty. Great. Grand America is great. If anything, America's it's a little great. culty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, culty. Graham's a leader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for us, um, Kyle and I pay a lot of attention to politics, which actually helps us keep politics out of the discussions because you got to know what to not talk about you know and if we didn't pay attention then we, then a bunch of political stuff would probably slip into the conversation because you just don't know that it's po political mm -hmm. you know so uh but i think that uh that number one it's great to get like we've been having these conversations about pyramids and ancient stuff for years and it's great to get down here and just do that and just shut that that whole world out of the of the conversation for for a couple of hours, you know, and to be able to focus on that is, is fantastic for me. Like, I, I agree that it's not only is it an escape for the listeners because they can go listen to something that has no politics in it. If Darren would stop talking about politics, this could happen. <laughs> but that we can also do it. <laughs> yeah. But my politics are different because I think it's us against the government. I, I agree with as that. A, as opposed to one which side, side of the, the government. Against right, right, right. The yeah, yeah. My thing is that the government's not on probably doesn't have your best interest in her but at the same time i can get on board with because i then i was a libertarian for a while yeah but as, then i talked to my buddy matheson and he's like yeah but then you want just you want amazon running rimshot on this motherfucker and i'm like oh fuck yeah. I don't. You're afraid that you're afraid that like tiny government would result in giant corporatism basically. yeah and then he's like so he's like what you and and then I can come along more to that is what you need is a government that's an actual representation of the people, which never happens. Like it's supposed to be you. It's supposed to be us. Yeah. So why are we scared of us? Because it's come this giant bureaucracy. Yeah. Right. I don't know how you fix that, but we I don't, don't know want, how to fix. I, we don't, I don't know how to want, fix it either. Yeah. I don't want oil companies dumping oil into the rivers and shit either. You know, I don't. Yeah. I want there to be repercussions. Well, it's like yeah. I one want, of the one of the examples we use is mud flaps. Like you want drivers to have mud flaps. So you got to have yours too. Then it doesn't help you at all for you to have mud flaps, but yeah. it helps you for everyone else to have mud yeah, flaps. Yeah, exactly. So yes. you're not getting rocks thrown at your right. windshield. So mud flaps are a thing that that has no personal benefit for you to own, mm -hmm. but it has a great personal benefit for everyone else to have. Yeah. So this is one of the reasons why you need like rules. A community, a community that's going to agree on a rule. Like, <laughs> we're all going to get mud flaps. Even yeah, though just yeah. because people are so fallible. Like, you yeah, know, that's yeah. like kind of my argument that all the isms are fucked until we start making proper people again. And maybe we never made proper people, but I'd like to think that. How do you make proper people? Uh, well, I think like how you, you raise don't them. know how to make proper people. <laughs> it's tell just on how you raise them. <laughs> yeah. OK. Yeah. Like, I don't think we I don't think we raise our our I don't think we're raising our kids or. Well, we're giving them to the, the government to raise for eight yeah, hours a day. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, Jesus. we've got this weird public school system. We're not supposed to be doing this, guys. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking about politics. So pyramids are hard. Um, so it doesn't work, right? Capitalism, socialism, <laughs> communism. All of them end up fucked up because people are trying to get over on each other because there's this weird individual individualism that's built in. Yeah. That isn't for the greater good. Like, you know... I don't know when that happened. Yeah. But I, I feel know. like it wasn't like that when we were building pyramids. I, it's, uh, that's I think we don't know. Yeah, I think we don't know. Do it's think, hard to say. I think it, that might be We can look nature. back. One thing we can say is we can look back 
throughout history. You we think can, it was all taxes and the one Egyptian sitting in the back like these motherfuckers wasting my tax money? <laughs> <in this stupid, laughs> fucking pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we wasting money on pyramids when we got so much stuff we could solve in our community, guys? Yeah. I mean, could, it's the same argument. Because it could be that you're just, you know, seeing grass greener on the other side. Right. And it's like, you know, they were all just, oh, let's build a pyramid. Right. We don't Maybe have enough weren't. information to say that they didn't have the same problems back then as we do now. It's just hard to right. tell. Mm-hmm. Right. But it is, um, to me, it's an important thing to to um, study human nature, to look at uh, our ancient past and try to understand as much about it as we can, because I do think learning from ancient civilizations will help us in modern times. Fuck yeah. yeah. You got to have a, perspe- a perspective. Uh, yeah. And you got to love. And if and it turns loved. out, if it turns out that human nature has been exactly the same all throughout our existence. Yeah. Then that is a very valuable thing to learn. It is. Do you think because human will, nature is nature? I do. Yeah. I don't I so you don't think I'm it's one of those people nurture? that's one of I'm one of those people that cuz baboons are fucked so you know <laughs> if you come from monkeys it's not looking good. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about right. Well now. like have you ever seen like those baboons fucking fuck shit up man? They go out rip each other apart. Yes. You know you're yeah. the wrong baboon in the horse, wrong yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. But then if you're those other little monkeys that just like fucking they seem pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I forget what the what are they the bonibos or whatever. Yeah, so you're te- you're talking about like violent tendencies in various different types of mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, because nature's love a motherfucker. Violence, yeah. So there's both arguments, right? Can, yeah. Nurture might not be able to overtake nature. Like I follow this one Twitter account. Nature is scary. You know, I just watched a video last night. Unfortunately, I didn't mean to, but I just opened up the Twitter feed after I crawled into bed. Yeah. And uh, I opened up, and it's a mama stork just throwing one of her babies out of the nest. Right. Yeah. Nature is. I mean, we, we, we have this joke that, like, in nature, everything is eating everything else. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. it's just data. My point is is that when we study nature and when we study human, human nature, the point is don't be biased about the collection of that data. Just no, look at it for what it is, and that is going to help us understand how to deal with ourselves in this natural world. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah and just be kind to each other. That's right. It's good. Yeah. Fuck it's good. yeah. I have to go. listen to your voicemail now? Let's listen to your voicemail oh, okay. before you go. Yeah, yeah. When, so you're going. What about the gun shooting? We're going gun shooting. As soon as you're but, done? But my, my wife's leaving and she's leaving our boy here. So I've got oh, to go right. grab him. Right, yeah. Don't you no, have it's to just do, a bonus episode. It's good. Don't you have to go do the clickers? Yeah, but not right this Not minute. yet. I don't know if I still remember the voicemail password. <laughs> Password. Uh, Doc's in your password. Yeah, I know, right? No messages. Main menu. Kyle, your message is personal options, press 4. To disconnect, press star. You deleted my messages? You deleted his message. I did not delete your messages. Maybe the phone was broken for too long. How long ago did you leave them? Right after um, you published the episode where you mentioned about um, ping pong. Oh. I was like, "Uh uh-uh. Because the phone was never going to lose. (laughs) Are we still playing ping pong? Yeah, we can do it. We're going to try. It's pretty windy. We got a a busy schedule. Yeah. It says there's a voicemail. Hmm. There is. There should be two. Enter your password. People are going to be checking all the voices. Someone else (laughs) deleted them because I doxed my password last time. (laughs) No, none. Oh, well. No voicemail. Sorry, Kyle. 
Yeah. Should we wrap this motherfucker Yeah, up? we're going to wrap it up. So, ladies and gentlemen, check out the <laughs> Grimerica podcast. What's the website? Tell everybody how they can find it. Grimerica.ca. If you just type Grimerica into Google, that will be the first, like, 10 pages. Yeah. All right. That's with a G-R-I-M-E-R-I-C. You guys have 400 shows. You interview all kinds of people from all walks of life and yeah. ideas. Now yeah. we do the conferences and everything. That's right. Yeah. So let's talk about that because, I mean, I wanted to mention that uh, one of the things you started to do was this contact at the cabin stuff. Right. Yeah. And you guys were going with that, and then you decided to really go all out on one with Randall. Yeah. And we signed up for that and made it a total success. That's right. You know, in, in retrospect, if you guys wouldn't have been there, there was a real chance it could have fallen apart. You know, like it, yeah. the way everything turned out in the yeah. end. We it, all we all worked. We it came was together. Precarious. You yeah, know, it yeah. was for reasons we won't get into here. The yeah. whole, there was a house of cards. It was, and it managed to all. You know, there Not we managed down. to pull it off. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It, we're all trying to run this conference. None of us have actually met each other. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it in a fucking state that's, you know, a thousand miles away from, from, from everybody. everybody. <laughs> and uh, we managed to pull it off. Yeah. So that makes, it makes things like the Scablands seem a lot more achievable where I've been there a couple of times. Yep. Will this be your first time there? Yeah. But oh. I'm not worried because you guys have been there and Brad I'm, and Randall, of I've course, been have been there times. many, many times. Yeah. And it's, that's like, that's his place. Yeah. You know, he knows the Scablands. You got to get comfy there because you know we're going to be going there for the next decade probably once, oh, yeah. once or twice a year. I am all in. So, And, then, and that's uh, what's great about it is like you guys started this and Kyle and I have been one of the goals, one of the long-term goals we have for this podcast is we call it, you know, straight to pyramids. We want to go out into the field and see these places we're talking about. So going to, to Pagosa and actually going to see those ancient ruins, Yeah, we were like, dude, this is it, you know, and then you got, and then you guys are like, hey, stay the entire week. Uh, help us do all the stuff and we're like we're all in and it turned out so well that we're like okay let's keep doing these and now it's like a joint effort and uh and so we're setting up the we're going with we're going in april with matheson which is going to be fantastic yeah uh, sold the fuck out yeah sold out i and, kept opening up as much space as i could <laughs> i know now well, i've got new concerns that there's too many of us Oh, yeah. Well, it'll be fine. Because there's going to be 60 of us now descending on those parks. Oh, uh, well, it'll be fine. Oh, it'll be a blast. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, it'll be like herding snakes. Grimera snakes. Grimera snakes. <laughs> and then I, we left. So I've stopped announcing the September 21st one. Yeah. Uh, we're calling that sold out so the Cosmographia audience can catch up. Because yeah. I think we're down to like four spots or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll be ready to start. I mean, that's part of the reason I'm down here. Yep. Is so that later tonight we can get down and start cracking the books on 2021 and 2022 and what that's all that's right. going to look gonna like. We're going to have a team meeting on future future events. So they're not stopping anytime soon. Nope. But they sell out fast. So They do. It, I, I, we were really surprised because the Scabland trips, because of the nature of the way we're setting it up and what Randall wants to do, it was a little more expensive. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, just... It was gone. Gone. Like, it's just gone. So it's, uh, I mean, it, it, it gives you hope. And, of course, I we know this model works because you have people like, you know, David Hatcher Childress, uh, uh, Brian Forrester that do this. They take people on these tours and people pay four, six, eight thousand dollars $8,000 to go to, uh, around the world for a week or two where, the, where the, the tour people set up everything. So once you pay your money and you get there, everything's handled. Yeah. So we know that people will do this. It was just, can we do it and have people come and it's it's it seems to be working so far so good so contact far, so at good. the cabin .com. there you go
All right. There you go. All right, Kyle. We're closing it out. We're out of here. Yeah. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Outro music. Snakebros.support. That's right. Join the pyramid scheme. Help us go straight to pyramids. Check out the website, brothersandserpent.com. You guys know all this stuff. Thank you so much. Turn the pyramid on its side and make a rocket ship. (laughs) Oh, we got a bunch of... It is not the end of the show. The old uh, outro bumper music is now put into normal rotation, <laughs> since I hardly ever use it for the end of the show. Um, very sad. Yeah. So we got another hour to go. What's well, very sad? That we're yeah. back on? My favorite like end of the so- show song is like... Uh, I'll still use it from time <laughs> to time, but it's not, get- it's not getting enough rotation these days. That's right, so. right. It needs to be put in the regular bumper music because it doesn't... Uh, but I'm telling you, people are going to have a Pavlovian <laughs> reaction. Like, oh my God, it's the end of the show after the first segment. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, that was a great uh, time we had with Darren. That was uh, Saturday and yeah. it is now Monday. So we went, we wanted to get that little podcast in before he 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 was only here for one full day. Yeah, that's right. So and now so you can you can let your kids back in the room, folks. <laughs> Much fewer <laughs> swear words now, <laughs> <laughs> and less politics. Less politics and swear words now that Darren is gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I mean, I tried to kind of explain a little bit of that stuff to him beforehand, and he gets in here and just drops the F-bomb multiple <laughs> times, won't get off the politics, you know. I mean, I probably shouldn't have said anything, and then we could have talked about pyramids instead. But he was like, oh, you don't want to talk about that stuff? All right, fuck you. And he just like. <laughs> <laughs> we love him. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> we had a great time. Yeah, so. that was fantastic. And uh, we'll, be, we'll be seeing him pretty soon. That's right. When we go to uh, Utah. The Matheson event, supposedly, it's almost a, about 60 people at this point. Yeah. 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 It's going to be uh, gonna be epic. Yeah. And we are joined by the one and only Watcher from deep beneath his space station in secret outer space. What's going on, buddy? How yeah. you doing? Much better now that I'm reattached to the world. Yeah. So. You, had, uh, you had equipment malfunctions and destructions. Yeah. Somebody drilled yeah. a hole in your capsule. And... <laughs> No, yeah, I uh, lost my my space phone. Uh, History Shift was pointing out that I tend to go through a lot of them. I told him to invent one made out of Pyrex and titanium, and I'll be good. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, oh yeah, the Watcher has joined the Discord too. So if you want to see his ramblings in the Discord, and you can like read everything, ramblings, read everything that he says with the imaginary, you know, like he's coming out of a tin can voice. On the uh, on the Facebook group, they actually said from inside my bag of chips. Actually, <laughs> right, yeah, from inside the bag of chips, out of the can of Pringles, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, so we rearranged the show uh, because we had Darren on, and we we went ahead and did the intro 
with him, but we only got in an hour that day. We had a lot of things on the agenda. Right. So now we're starting the beginning of the show. That's right. This is the beginning. And we'll end halfway through. That's right. <laughs> so, you've, so you've already heard the end of the show. That's right. You can end your workout now. <laughs> Uh, classic. And I have a, uh, real quick, I have a little clinic here yeah, for right. myself, yep. uh, for the Patreon supporters. Well, the, I don't have the Patreon list, but I have um, our Pyramid Scheme supporters, since I'm the one who monitors the PayPal, and I've been doing a terrible job of it ever since it began. <laughs> uh, so I realize, like, I need to keep track of this, and... Uh, I guess I'm going to look at possibly doing a spreadsheet, right? Yeah, maybe. I think that's the best way to do that's it. That's probably the best way to do it. When, and, I, and I've got I've got a, a program on the computer here, so I can yeah. every week get in here and and look at the PayPal before the show and add add stuff in there. But I wanted to go through the list of names of of our supporters, the supporters of the pyramid scheme. If I missed you in the past and didn't mention you, I apologize about that. Um, we've been getting some really large donations from multiple people, and we are very, very grateful. And I realize, like, I've I've even missed some of those, um, and I'm getting to some of them late. So I'll try to get better at that. And and I uh, just wanted to thank all of you. So I I'm just going to read the list from from the beginning to now <laughs> on the pyramid scheme. We would like to thank Todd, Patrick, Brenner, Martin, Paul, Jeffrey, Brandon. Brandon Ricks, Crimerica, Matthew, Hablack, Kinward, Brandon, James, Green Knight, and the Snake Parents. Boxes, buttons, beads, and more. <laughs> Tommy, the Propinator, Sean, Snake Sister Demian, Robert, Sab, Brooks, Matthew, Levi, Sewell, Anne, Snake Force Commander Frank, Cortez Studio, Brian, Travis, and Simon. Yeah. All contributors to the Snake Bros Pyramid Scheme, we thank you very much. And I want to do a special thanks uh, to these individuals who have done one-time donations of $50 or more. Uh, Jeffrey at 50 bucks. Um, the Snake Parents, $72. Tommy, $200. Uh, Snake Sister Demian, $100. Sab, $50.24. Anne, $200. Snake Force Commander Frank, $100. Cortez Studio, $100. So wow. thank you all so yeah. much. Uh, so many of these multiple times. That's not, right. I mean, they're one-time donations, so they're not on a monthly recurrence, but they, but multiple times uh, yeah. we've gotten these numbers. And uh, yeah, very much appreciated. So we're going to, we're going to, like we did, we did the, the Snake Force Commander thing that was on Patreon. Right. Yeah. Because, like, when we were making the tiers, we went through and named all the different tier rates and then, like, got up to, like, $43.20. Yeah. And we're like, a no month. one's going to ever do this. <laughs> exactly. We're like, well, we'll make them Commander of the Snake Force. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's why that's why Frank got became Snake Force Commander Frank. Yeah. Uh, but he has also done. One-time donations, multiple times. Um, so, you know, and then and then these other two hundred dollar donations. I mean, we were like, man, they're Snake Force commanders too, right? So we we will we're gonna come up with a different system, yeah, and we'll work it out, and we'll let you guys know. 
Uh, yeah. The, uh, we're, we're, we got some ideas, and it should be cool. But basically, I think what it comes down to is we haven't been paying enough attention to this because, I don't know, it's like we never expected this to happen, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... The, the numbers start coming in and, and the donations start going, the donation amounts start going up and we and we just don't really, we don't have a habit of checking the PayPal. I do get notifications every once in a while from Patreon, but then we started seeing the Patreon, Patreon will dump money into PayPal every month and we started seeing those numbers go up and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, this is, this is a lot more than I was expecting and then the same thing was happening with the PayPal and so we're just like, okay, we sat down today and we're looking at all of them and we realized <clears throat> that we aren't doing you guys justice. Like you have been really like stepping up and, and, and donating to the show. And we're looking at the amount in our PayPal account and we're like, wow, uh, <laughs> we're building a pyramid here. <laughs> yes. <And> so, <laughs> so we want to say thank you so much to you guys. We're going to come up with a better system to where you get, where you get more props, you, you know, you get, no, uh, you get mentioned on the show more often. And uh, we're just, we just want to come up with better ways to thank you guys. We're, we're still, kind of against um right we're kind of against like exclusive content because this is a discussion and it's hard to keep the discussion like it's hard to remember the who do we say all who this, do stuff we say to? this stuff to yeah i don't want to do that but but there there are ways like i mean even even the simple shout out right you know is is cool we, we want to do that yeah um and we want to give you guys ranks you know like the commander frank thing is the, com the com Snake Force Commander is something we'll, we'll work on it so that there will be a ranking system and it'll be fun, you know, and yeah. hilarious, just like the rest of the show. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, thanks to all of you. Yeah. So Kyle's, much. Kyle's got a, Kyle like, was going through it today and he's like, I need to get a notebook and start writing this stuff down because holy crap, bro. Uh, <laughs> people have been really stepping up. So, <clears throat> so yeah. Yeah. And some of these people, like, that, you know, haven't done a one time donation of, of fifty dollars or more, but they they're donating seven dollars a month, and they've been doing it for years. Right. Yeah. So so uh, so it won't be maybe that the system, the ranking system, won't be based on you know one times or whatever, but it'll be based on how much you have donated in total, and that's why we're going to need to set up a spreadsheet and keep track. So yeah, we'll work on it. Uh, we're we're learning this stuff as we go. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then again, I mean, uh, value for value system. I mean, there's so much of you out there that are doing a lot of work. Yeah. Obviously, Brandon Ricks, History Shift, Jeff. Yeah. But Jeff is the freaking librarian. Yeah, the librarian. Yeah. That's right. God, yeah, like his library is amazing. You know, the yeah. library of the serpent is fantastic, and he's always working on the Discord. And History Shift is freaking making all the videos and. We've got people who are donating in different ways, and we just need to keep track of it. So, and uh, the 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 Facebook group. Um, yeah, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan manages the Facebook group. Facebook group. <laughs> so yeah, just warm and fuzzies. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, we gonna do space weather news? Yeah, buddy. All right, let's let's do space weather news from spaceweather.com. Sunset planets. When the sun goes down tonight, step outside and look southwest. The crescent moon is passing Venus in the constellation of Aquarius. A telescope tra trained on Venus will reveal Neptune only one quarter of a degree away from it. Neptune is relatively dim, but its azure disk distinguishes it from nearby stars. That's pretty cool. Mm. So... The moon will be passing Venus, which is right next to Neptune. That's 
some crazy crap going to go down tonight, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, let's see. We got another one. Starlink satellites. This is interesting. SpaceX had an idea. Surround the Earth with 42,000 satellites and provide broadband internet to every corner of the globe. The project is called Starlink, and it could destroy the night sky. Destroy it! <laughs> destroy the night sky! <laughs> Starlink satellites are quite bright. En masse, they have the potential to seriously interfere with research-grade astrophotography. Ulrich C. Beinert was flying an airplane over the Canada-USA border on January 20th, and he got an eyeful of it. At the moment, only 180 Starlink satellites orbit the Earth, yet they are frequently sighted. Now imagine 42,000. Astronomers could have trouble photographing anything without a Starlink satellite passing through the field of view. Starlink launches will intensify in 2020 with 1,000 more satellites expected by the end of the year. For the most recent, recent launch on January 6, SpaceX applied an experimental coating to one of the satellites to dim the brightness. However, preliminary obser observations by some observers suggest the coating makes little difference. Keep trying, SpaceX. So I, I think that's good. Like at the end there, they're like, all right, SpaceX has acknowledged this issue. SpaceX doesn't want to, you know, if you've got a company associated with space, you don't want to suddenly have every astronomer on the planet leaving like, no, you know, like against SpaceX. Yeah, yeah. So SpaceX is like, all right, sorry, they're a little bright. We'll, we'll spray paint them and maybe they'll be dimmer. That's cool. Yeah. So good end to the article there. It started out as a little like, destroy the night sky. <laughs> a little bit, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little doom porny there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Current conditions, solar wind speed 323.1 kilometers per second. Density is only 2.9 protons per cubic centimeter. And there is a new flare, uh, flare uh, uh, sunspot, sorry, yeah. 2757. It is actually from the old solar cycle, 24. Huh. It has the old uh, magnetic field polarity. polarity. Yeah. All right. That's it for space weather news. Cool, cool. That's what I got. Uh, Fizz.org. New research provides evidence of strong early magnetic field on around the Earth. Uh, deep within Earth, swirling liquid iron generates our planet's protective magnetic field. This magnetic field is invisible. Really? Huh. What? <laughs> Magnetic fields are invisible. Exactly. Are you serious? <laughs> but it is vital for life on Earth's surface. It shields the planet from harmful solar wind and cosmic rays from the sun. Cosmic rays from the sun. I didn't really... Given the importance of the magnetic field, scientists have been trying to figure out how the field has changed throughout Earth's history. That knowledge can provide clues to understanding the future evolution of Earth as well as the evolution of other planets in the solar system. New research from the University of Rochester provides evidence that the magnetic field that first formed around Earth was even stronger than scientists previously believed. The research published in the journal PNAS will help scientists draw conclusions about the sustainability of Earth's magnetic shield and whether or not there are other planets in the solar system with the conditions necessary to harbor life. Earth's magnetic field today... Today's magnetic shield is generated in Earth's outer core. The intense heat in Earth's dense inner core causes the outer core, composed of liquid iron, to swirl and churn, generating electric currents and driving a phenomenon called the geodynamo, which powers Earth's magnetic field. The currents in the liquid outer core are strongly affected by the heat that flows out of the solid inner core. 
Because of the location and extreme temperatures of materials in the core, scientists aren't able to directly measure the magnetic field. Fortunately, minerals that rise to Earth's surface contain tiny magnetic particles that lock in the direction and intensify the intensity of the magnetic field at the time the minerals cool from their molten state. Using new paleomagnetic, electron microscope, geochemical, and paleo-intensity data, the researchers dated and analyzed zircon crystals, the oldest known terrestrial materials collected from sites in Australia. The zircons, which are about two-tenths of a millimeter, contain even smaller magnetic particles that lock in the magnetization of the Earth at the time of uh, the zircons were formed. Um... Why is all the oldest Earth stuff in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in Australia, yeah, <laughs> the Earth's oldest particles. A <laughs> um, previous research by Tarduno found that Earth's magnetic field is at least 4.2 billion years old. And has wow. existed for nearly as long as the planet. Holy crap. Earth's... <laughs> it's going to collapse! <laughs> <laughs> Earth's inner core, on the other hand, is a relatively recent addition. It formed only about 565 million years ago. Oh, according like freaking yesterday. Yeah. According to the research published by uh, Tarduno and his colleagues earlier this year. While the researchers initially believed Earth's early magnetic field had a weak intensity, the new zircon data suggests a stronger field. But because the inner core had not yet formed, the strong field that originally developed four billion years ago must have been powered by a different mechanism. We think that mechanism is chemical precipitation of magnesium oxide within Earth, Tarduno says. The magnesium oxide was likely dissolved by extreme heat related to the giant impact that formed Earth's moon. <sighs> As the inside of Earth cooled, just stacks of assumptions. As the inside of Earth cooled, magnesium oxide could precipitate out, driving convection and the geodynamo. The researchers believe inner Earth eventually exhausted the magnesium oxide source to the point that the magnetic field almost completely collapsed 565 million years ago. But the formation of the inner core provided a new source to power the geodynamo and the planetary magnetic shield Earth has today. This early magnetic field was extremely important because it shielded the atmosphere and water removal from the early Earth when solar winds were most intense, Tarduno says. The mechanism of the field generation is almost certainly important for other bodies like other planets and exoplanets. A leading theory, for instance, is that Mars, like Earth, had a magnetic field early on in its history. However, on Mars, the field collapsed, and unlike Earth, Mars did not generate a new one. Once Mars lost its magnetic shielding, it then lost its water. But we still don't know why the magnetic shielding collapsed. Early magnetic shielding is really important, but we're also interested in the sustainability of a magnetic field. This study gives us more data in trying to figure out the, uh, the set of processes that maintain the magnetic shield on Earth, Tarduno said. So the watcher's uh, watcher, I think he meant that is it the solid core that formed the inter the inner core that formed later? Because the liquid core is what makes the magnetic field. Right? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, uh, yes, it's the churning and stuff of yeah. the liquid core. The outer liquid core. Right, right, right. Okay, let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> um, the okay, the intense heat in Earth's dense inner core causes the causes the outer core, composed of liquid iron, to swirl and churn, generating electric currents and driving a phenomenon called the geodynamo. 
Um, the currents in the liquid outer core are strongly affected. Uh, yeah, it said something about the inner core forming later. Yes. Like 500 million years ago or something when it collapsed and then the, and then, and, and then the core split in two basically. And you had an inner and outer core. Yeah. Is that what it was saying. Let's see. Dang it. It's all right. Ask me questions about this. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. I was just reading it as fast as I could. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I heard something about that, about how one of the cores formed later after there was a collapse or something like that. And this there. Yeah. So it says the Earth's uh, the Earth's inner core is a relatively recent addition. Yeah. It formed about 565 million years ago. Yeah, so it was all liquid before then because the inner core is supposedly supposedly solid, whereas the outer core is supposedly liquid. I think it. Um, well, maybe. So something happened 500 million years ago, and the 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 very center of the planet somehow crystallized and separate and separated the core, which was previously all liquid, into two parts: a solid one and a liquid one. Yeah, so they're they're how do they know that magnesium oxide? Okay, so they're saying um, the magnesium oxide was likely dissolved by extreme heat related to the giant impact that formed Earth's moon. Oh, so that event was the regime in which had the original inner core, and eventually it ran out of the magnesium oxide and shut down, oh. and then restarted with a new mechanism 565 million years ago. Wow. I think is what they're saying. Hmm. Very interesting. The researchers believe the inner Earth eventually exhausted the magnesium oxide source to the point that the magnetic field almost completely collapsed 565 million years ago, but the formation of the inner core provided a new source to power the geodynamo and the planetary magnetic shield Earth has today. Yeah. Wow. So, but I mean, that's, yeah. So there's, it's based on the assumption that the moon is not a spaceship. <laughs> Crazy assumption. There. I know. It's kooks. <laughs> Don't they know? Uh, Who built the moon? <laughs> but yeah, so they're looking at these zircon crystals, and um, yeah, and I've got to say that that just sounds like a Star Trek alien to me. The freaking zircons down in Australia. Yeah, I know. They got a picture of a zircon <laughs> crystal inside the O of God. In the In God We Trust uh, on a dime, <laughs> just to give you a, a, okay. an idea of the size. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's in the O of God. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. The, uh, the, the zircons are about two-tenths of a millimeter and contain even smaller magnetic particles that lock in the magnetization of the Earth. Um, yeah. yeah, so it doesn't really give you much... It's not it's not given much data on how much stronger the magnetic field was. Huh. But it was stronger than they thought. Yeah. Not a surprise. But that's interesting about the, the crystals that they're finding in Australia. Yeah, it is. All right, we got some uh got some reviews here. New All reviews. Right. Yeah, new reviews. So did I read this one? Archaeology isn't a real science. Did I read that one on the show? I think I, I read don't know. part of Okay. Archaeology isn't a real science. Five stars. <laughs> Bros. 
Love the show. I have currently listened up to episode 125. I plan on going back through them and leaving more comments. I love the discussion on how archaeology isn't a real science. In my opinion, they are just pack rats with a ridiculous cataloging system. Ha ha. With that being said, I have spent a little time with my sister, who is an ASU grad in anthropology and art history at a dig site located outside of Silver City, New Mexico. And my best friend growing up is working on his doctor doctorate in archaeology. So I do have respect for the study. Keep up the great work. I look forward to your future content. Shannon. I think I did read that one. Nah, I don't Doesn't remember. Matter. Okay. Well, if you don't remember, then I did, it didn't happen. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> What do we got here? Uh, lovely show, five stars. Love the brothers. Love their cheerfulness and true enthusiasm in tackling controversial subjects with humbleness and will to understand. Thanks, guys, for providing good contents and lots of laughter, which seems to be a rare thing nowadays. That's from Kali, Kali X Alex. Yeah. Warm and fuzzies. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. And this one, 108 hails to the snake bros. <laughs> <laughs> It says, love the show. Snack, 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 and it goes on and on and on with snakes. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a great review. Yeah, it's a great review from Jay Coons 108. There you go. I bet you put 108 snakes. 108 snakes. I bet there is. It was three times something really large. <laughs> yeah, there's 108 snakes is what that is. 108 hails to the snake bros. So thanks for that, guys. You can go to uh, iTunes and give us reviews on there. It always helps to spread the shows around. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. Okay, what else do I got? I got a bunch of emails. Emails. Let me pull this up. All right, so Johnny from the Fringe Radio Network, which we are uh, broadcast on, uh, he says, Snake Bros, favorite show. Hey, and then he asks, he sends a, a picture. Uh, he says um, that they got this picture. It was posted from a Christmas message from the video of Her Royal Majesty Queen Elizabeth. And he says, I could not help but notice these ornate ceiling knobs. And they don't know what they are. And they were, he was like, <laughs> I'll ask the Snake Force. They'll figure it out. <laughs> and I did ask the Snake Force. And uh, I got a couple of things. But but the, the, the consensus in the Snake Force is that they're capitals. They just don't have columns. But I think the architectural name may be capital because that's the thing on top of the column. And these are basically, it's a place where there could be a column. There's no column there, but the capital is there. Mm -hmm. uh, but there may be some other obscure architectural name for them. I'll ask Randall later. He might know. Um, but I also got a translation of the Latin in that, Johnny, uh, from Brandon from History Shift. He says that it roughly says something like, pray to God on the mountain. It looks to him like. Hmm. So interesting stuff there. And there's lots of symbolism in all the other stuff. There's weird little cherubims and angels and stars and shit. Hmm. So, <clears throat> cool stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, all right. So here, here's a long one from David. I hope Rand <laughs> the watcher says he hopes that Randall says it's called a ceiling. <laughs> it's knob. called a ceiling knob. <laughs> it's called a ceiling knob. Uh. <laughs> Uh, okay, so David says, regarding episode number 130, wavelength of the Grand Gallery, levitation frogs and cancer cures? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Snake Brothers. As this video indicates, balcony conditions for drilling suddenly became suboptimal. 
Okay, so for working on the jet drill, I think. Mm-hmm. Because all the weather came through? Yeah, it must yeah. be. <laughs> as soon as I can get a solid day with some good daylight or failing that, get around to buying a shovel, I'll enjoy running the first Jed dress test. In the meantime, some info that may interest you is attached in the notes I scribbled while listening to your episode 130. At about one hour and ten minutes in, conversing with Christopher Dunn and others, he says, while the Grand Gallery can and should be measured with a slow sine wave sweep to determine the space's natural frequency... All the work they put into calculating it yielded a projected answer of, uh, quote, about 5.4 hertz, unquote. My first thought was, if acoustic levitation for pyramid blocks is speculated, what is the wavelength of the Grand Gallery's subsonic frequency? He says, I can never do such math in my head without geometrically spatializing it. (laughs) I will post this image to your Twitter as well, so attached is my analysis. The 5.4 hertz resonance has a relatively large wavelength, which is 63.0219 meters. That is pretty long. Yeah. 63 meters long. The brilliant thing, though, is that just a tiny tuning change in the tonic pitch would greatly change and focus the size of the higher order harmonic wavelengths. The pyramid blocks generally fit into one-fifth of the calculated tonic frequency of the Grand Gallery. If that makes any difference, acoustic levitation real and extremely possible is real and extremely possible, but you probably need very loud amplitude to get it going and extreme precision of pitch. Precise, precisely carved resonant diorite or schist bowls might do the trick. Hmm. I trust you have seen videos of flying frogs. Years back, <laughs> infrasound was used in labs to levitate our little green friends. Tangentially off topic yet again, but also important, some random odd people have claimed to find ways to use sonic sterilization resonance, using the 11th interval, I think, to disintegrate cancer tumors. If this is for real, not only is it amazing, but it shows us how much we have to learn from those so-called primitive times where we are told by Schwaller and others that Egyptians used resonance to heal and also to make moving blocks around easier. Thanks again for the episode. Interesting things keep happening. All the best, David. And then he gives us a bunch of links to sonic sterilizations of cancer, um, acoustic levitation of a a tiny sphere. And then he says, Japanese have been able to precision levitate, precision levitate, tiny salt particles. I think the real scientific uh, boon here is we get to see Chladni figures in 3D, I'm convinced these shapes are shadows of 4D and 5D objects that are amazingly complex geometrically, but incredibly simple acoustically. This is a truly fertile frontier of physics and metaphysics. That's what I want to see, too, is cymatics yeah. patterns in 3D. What do they look like? Yeah. Uh, so I ha- I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. I have a sneaking suspicion that they look like planets orbiting stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Also, David, uh, are you the are you the architecture podcast? Is that uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that? But like, basic based on what you said in this email that you were going to send to us on Twitter, and me remembering what I got on Twitter, I'm like that was that was a, a an account on there called Ar- the Architecture Podcast or something like that. So hmm. if you're doing a podcast about architecture, let me know, <laughs> and I will like because I'll listen to it and and we'll talk about it on the show because if that's you. Just say something, because I, I didn't connect those. I was like, who is this? What is this architecture podcast stuff? So, yeah, if that's, the, if that's, if that's you, let us know. Uh, and, yes, I agree with the 3D cymatics. Kyle and I – Kyle, I, I stood around and watched. Kyle has tried to do that many times, and uh, so far <laughs> it's interesting, but it hasn't completely worked yet to where we totally trust it. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
Watcher says he saw one of those experiments and it was so paradigm shifting that the room later burst into flames. Yes. <laughs> in a completely unrelated incident, we did almost burn the cube down after that. <laughs> All right, this is from Kyle called Giza Power Plant. He says, Snake Bros, so I just finished up the Christopher Dunn episode and what I'm left thinking is, please, for the love of God, someone build a scale model of the Great Pyramid and prove this. <laughs> the whole, and that was all in caps, so he's real serious about that. The whole Giza Power Plant series of episodes were fantastic, and finishing up with Chris, Robert, and Eric was amazing. I think we can officially say that all three of those guys are snake bros. However, I don't believe there is a single certificate of ignorance between them. <laughs> Keep up the great work, fellas. Snakes! P.S. Please tell Kyle that since we last communicated on episode 100, none of the music has sucked. <laughs> Your Ohio snake bro. Uh -huh. And his, also, his name is also Kyle. So you guys should All right. hang out. <laughs> then I must have guessed correctly because there's one bumper song that I stopped playing. He stopped after playing that. after that. And <laughs> I was like, he's like... talking about this one. I know he is because it does. <laughs> uh, that's great. All right, short one from Eric. He says, do you have a list of the books you read from the podcast? Thanks, Eric. Eric, get on the Discord or go to the website and get the link to the Library of the Serpent because he has a list of more than just what we talk about on the podcast, but all kinds of related stuff as well. Uh, lots of books that are in the public domain that you can get access to through the PDF or whatever, and then a list of books uh, that aren't in the public domain, uh, links where you can go buy them and stuff. So yes, there is a Library of the Serpent run by Jeff. There's a link to it on their website, website brothersoftheserpent.com, or you can just go to libraryoftheserpent at gmail or blogspot.com, something like that. But there's a link on the website. So, um, let's see. Comment. This is a comment on the glossary page of the website. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it says, love your podcast, guys. Funny and head-hurtingly informative regarding butt flaps. I am currently watching the most butt-flappiest film ever. <laughs> Creatures the World Forgot, which is a 1970 Hammer film. Brilliant script, unconvincing Pleistocene bear, prehistoric blonde coiffed hair in Africa. Nothing really happens. No pyramids either. But I love your enthusiasm. Nothing like your podcast here in the UK. All the best. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. Is that how you say that word? Co is that coiffed or quaffed? I, I don't know how yeah, to say quaffed, it. Quaffed, I guess. Quaffed. <laughs> it looks like quaffed. Yeah. <laughs> quaffed hair? Blonde quaffed hair? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Stop sending us that UK slang. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I know it's not slang, but yeah. Okay, so he's saying it's called Creatures the World Forgot. The most butt flappiest film ever. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Um, Joanne says, Dear Snake Bros, call me Joanne. That's fine, but I don't care if you say my full name on air. Australia is full of people with my name. All right, so I can't dox you even by accident. Uh, Sorry, I missed that. It's Joanne. She says, Dear Snake Bros, call me Joanne. That's fine, but I don't care if you actually say my full name on air because okay. Australia is full of people with my full name. Uh, okay, cool. But I'm still not going to do it. <laughs> So I accidentally sent that last email before I had finished it. Probably why it sounded confusing. Okay, so Joanne is the one from the last show where I said that she sent us an email titled uh, "Comfort in a Time of Crisis." That's right. Yeah. Okay, because all the fires and everything, and she was saying, and it was I was reading through it, and I was like, okay, there's a lot of personal stuff in here that I don't want to say on the show. Uh, I wasn't 
totally confused by it, Joanna. It did seem to end abruptly. Um, but that's what she said. She said, I sent the wrong, I hit the wrong button and off that email went. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> Could happen again, just saying. And she says, just finishing up on that email, I learned a lot going through the fires on New Year's Eve. Uh, Tuesday here. I will send a separate email for that as it is too long to add here, but I will say this. Time itself was confusing. Three days meshed into one fuzzy memory for everyone. Everyone I spoke to said the same thing. Also, listening to Randall's lectures repeatedly before the fire happened and a bit of common sense prepared me for the aftermath. Oh, man. Therefore, allowing me to deal with the aftermath a lot better than others. My husband felt the same. We are not quote-unquote normal thinkers. We are happily more like you guys. That's really cool. <laughs> wow. wow. She says, also, number one, Russ, I too cried with overwhelming emotion when I was listening to Randall describe the Younger Dryas impact. I knew about, but for some reason, uh, it just hit me that day. I just sat and cried uncontrollably for 15 minutes. I felt a physical connection. So she's talking about, you know, she felt a connection to that. Like suddenly right. you see, like, this is what it's like when the whole world's on fire. Yeah. And, and you get, you suddenly connect to these ancient people and you're like, oh my God, this is, this would have been... You know, so that's real yeah. serious. <laughs> she says, number two, Sam Squanches are just gorillas dressed in Sam Squanch suits. Next problem solved. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Three, the book is open. I was listening to one of Randall's lectures, lectures again in the great work section on his YouTube channel about the book being closed. Then I remember listening to one of your podcasts and one of you said that Randall was always vague about this issue. Doesn't really say much about it. Then it occurred to me, maybe it is him. Randall is opening the book. Think about it. He knows the language of the birds, geometry. He's a freaking Freemason. He's a geological expert and he never gives you the answer. He gives you all the pieces to the puzzle and you have to put it together. It's not meant for everyone. Clearly just a thought, but you have to admit it kind of fits. It really does. That's I love cool. that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but also in reference to the book is open, he's also pointing out symbology or carvings where the book is actually open. So it isn't just random. But maybe it's maybe those things are actually speaking to, to people like yeah. Randall saying, saying like, say this. Yeah, this is how you open the book or open right. the book in this way. Yeah. Yeah. The watcher says that. Wait a minute. We were never at Atlantis, bro. Come on. <laughs> Arclanus. He asked him at Arclanus if this means the book is open. And he says that Randall responded by saying, more now than ever before. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> Clearly, I guess the watcher's been to Atlantis? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Four, pyramids. She's, this is Joanne again. She says, I was seven years old at school when I had the chance to open an encyclopedia and look at whatever I wanted. I went straight to pyramids and saw a picture of the great pyramid, and I was hooked from there. Even if you don't, if she says, if you don't talk pyramids, I just can't even. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fantastic reference to one of our older shows. Like, the, like I, obviously, Joanne reads the show descriptions, which is like very few people. <laughs> but we call, we did one that was we're in the show description. We was like, if, if we don't even talk to people who don't talk about pyramids, <laughs> if you don't talk pyramids, we just can't even. Right? That's great. She says, five, the epic, epic of Gilgamesh episode was effing awesome. Wow. Six, email, email getting too long, we'll end it here. And then she has like four more paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Love the latest episodes on Chris Dunn. Didn't know the man was so bloody funny. Keep up the great work. Laugh as hard and as often as you fucking want. And I'm putting a motion forward for seven podcasts a week. I don't think that's too much to ask. <laughs> I love you guys. Warm and fuzzies from a snake sis in Oz. Snakes! Yes. 108 font snakes at the end of that one. <laughs> wow. Yes, warm and fuzzies. Man, thank you Joanne, so much. Joanne, thank you so much. And uh, I'm glad you guys got through the fire. And that's really interesting that listening to Randall and thinking about cataclysms helped you deal with the aftermath of that yeah. situation. I, I can completely see that. I can totally yep. see that. It gives you perspective, right? Fascinating. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so what is this one about? Angie says this episode came right on time as I am about to head to the uh, South Carolina coast to await the arrival of the newest Adamu grandson in my family. <laughs> 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 Listening to the snake bros and the cosmic tusk will lessen the stress of the long drive as I am anticipating a high dose of humor added to the intelligent conversation. Hopefully my brain expansion will not exceed the limits of my vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Also, last week's episode with Chris Dunn and his colleagues was a delightful surprise. Great work. Snakes! Thank, Thank you, it. Angie. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have, the, we have the rule, you know, the rule of the show. It's like, there's only one rule, and that is, well, what we say? There's, yeah. there's only one rule yeah, about yeah. guests. And the that's... first rule of podcasting. <laughs> I cannot get this right. Yeah. The first rule of podcasting <laughs> is you don't talk about upcoming guests on the podcast. The second rule of podcasting is you don't talk about upcoming guests on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. It's the fight yeah. club thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to follow that rule because they, you know, it, it doesn't always work out. You're like, okay, we got this guy scheduled. And then you start telling people and then they don't, and it doesn't work out. For one reason or another, yeah. it, it you know, we have to reschedule. Right. And so we, we keep it to ourselves. But it was in the works. It was in the works for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then so when, we were really excited. It was, uh, man, it was yeah. just fantastic. And we couldn't so. say anything. <laughs> and, and, and then he wants to add two more people. He wanted to get Robert and Eric on. So we kept rescheduling until that all worked out. And like, it was we fantastic. To, we had to keep not talking about it. And it was amazing when it finally <laughs> happened. Yeah. All right. From the Grand Watcher. He says, I don't know where this came from, but as I was listening to you read Christopher Dunn, I suddenly thought, why do we assume that because the pyramids are there, that means their builders were located there, too? After all, an advanced civilization could have placed them there because of their electrical relationship to the planet. There are pyramids all over the planet. Whistleblowers have reported that the underground one in Alaska produces enough energy to power all of Canada. We simply associate pyramids with Egypt because originally it was believed that the current society of Egypt are the ones who built them. Totally agree. Yeah. And advanced we, civilization doesn't have to be located around yeah. their big engineering do, works. Do we all live at the Hoover Dam? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of us live around the Empire State Building. You got to admit that. <laughs> a lot of people live around that thing. That's true. <laughs> but no, yeah, they don't live around the Hoover Dam. Okay. Oh, this is really cool. This is titled, uh, this is from Justin. It says, February 22nd is my birthday. Does this mean I'm in? And then he gives this, uh, it's the astrology thing of the snake. So here, I'll read it. This is the Celtic zodiac signs. The snake. 
February 18th through March 17th. Positive traits, communicative, wise, passionate, negative traits, unpredictable, very practical. How is very practical a negative trait? <laughs> anyway, that is the snake, the Celtic astrology. So, yeah, you're in, bro. I didn't even know that. That's really cool. He says, Aloha, snakes. They call me Boom Boom for the wholesome way I slap that bass. <laughs> Sup, Boom Boom? <laughs> you guys are like the most inquisitive layman in the sense that you aren't scientists but have a deep admiration for science that I have stumbled onto. Very many good words I can say about both your show and your music, and that I shall allude to in your comment section, but for now I come with questions. My first direct question is, after reading both of Chris Dunn's books, what do you guys think the purpose of the boxes in the Serapium was? And subsequently, moving forward from the position of the Giza power plant, how many other stone enigmas are there in Egypt that we can begin to infer were parts of this functional facility? That's a great question. I, 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 yeah. Like when it comes to the Serapium boxes, I guess really in general, just so much of the precision work that, you know, Dunn has basically measured and uncovered there, it seems like this was easy for them. Right. In, in, in the sense that they had, like he kind of points this out in one of the books. It's like they couldn't really produce anything that was lower precision, in, in yeah. precision than this because this, this was the state of the art yeah. at the time. So they could have been connected to the power plant or they could have been for some other purpose. Right. So it's hard to say. Yeah, so he goes on here. He says, I am learning about the Serapium through Uncharted X's show, which I recommend yeah. everybody check out. And then bouncing some questions off of Chuck from the YouTube channel CF Apps, which is a, uh, and he comes on Uncharted X show a couple of times. But yeah, CF Apps is a great, great YouTube channel. He says, it seems like a topic that has no good answers, not surprisingly. Some folks think they're purely symbolic. Some think they were functional in a sense. Some care not to speculate. Some think probably both if it were inherited. We can tell, though, that whoever inscribed, which is a polite way of saying vandalized, that one box certainly did not possess the ability to create said box. What can you scaly legless reptilian brethren tell me that I may not have heard? <laughs> I know those big boxes can be found elsewhere in Egypt, some still under copious amounts of sand and rubbish, but if they did serve a function, could that expand the scale of the, fac the facility layout of the power plant? Or is that a stretch? I don't think it is. I, I think uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the watcher is saying batteries, capacitance, transformer. I mean, yeah, dude, all those... I, th I think the point is that they're still, we don't know. We just don't know. But we, but it does seem that the purpose was to be sealed. Yeah. Whatever they needed to be sealed. So then, you know. And I started thinking. And whatever was inside did not need to be secured. Yeah. Because otherwise there would be holes, bolt holes, or some type of... But the boxes themselves did need to be, because I was thinking... Yeah, like they're this. in they, the sockets. They set them in the sockets, so I'm like, what if they were vibrating or something? I mean, like, because, you know, otherwise, you put the, a 70-ton box with a 30-ton lid in a room, it's not going anywhere. Why you got to put it down in a socket, unless it could go somewhere if you didn't put it in a socket? I don't know. Make it really hard to drag out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I don't know. It's a great question. <laughs> But you're right. The interior is so freaking smooth that it seems like that whatever they were putting in there, they didn't need to secure against movement. the inside of the box. Yeah. Yeah. Again, watchers saying, what if they're part of the amplifying process? Totally possible. Yeah. We just, just, it's just, we just don't know. He says one. Okay. So back to, uh, back to the snake bro here, Justin, he says, 
our Celtic snake bro, Justin. He says, one last question I have for you. While listening to episode numbers 116, I heard y'all talking about a place called America's Stonehenge in New Hampshire. Also, you brief- that's right. Yeah. Also, you, you briefly mentioned that Maine has a few rock piles or some intriguing ancient things to which I was surprised to hear because I live for this shit and I live in Maine. <laughs> if you could best provide any information on these sites, I can check them out before and after spring and I'll send you guys some photos. If interested, now I'll slither over to the snakeskin sections. Thanks a lot, Justin. Snakes. Thanks. Yeah. So uh, America Stonehenge is in New Hampshire. Maine does have some sites. Justin, um, uh, I'll get back to you on that. I'll have to send you an email because there's quite a few interesting sites in Maine, and some of them are open to the public that you can go check out. So, yeah. But yeah, uh, New um, England and all, all that that whole area is full of very interesting stuff. And some people are like you know there are caves that the Vikings built. So yeah, and then others are, are like colonial root cellars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Anne wants to say, thank you for reading my recent email on the podcast. I have wanted to get that information on record in case it may someday be a threat for somebody to pull on. Best wishes, Anne. That's the um, detecting color by touch. Oh, yeah. I want people to try that experiment because I think that's really fascinating. And I've been thinking about it, Anne, more, I wanted to say, when I was reviewing the show and I was listening to your email again, of course, I'm thinking about it more and I'm like, all right, so you're right, you're... When you're grabbing that color, you're completely, you're mostly blocking the light from getting to it. But the reason that light is reflective off of that color is because of a vibration of the particular materials there. That's right. So that may be what you're detecting somehow. I don't know. Yeah, the 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 material, whether it's the paint or the actual material itself, is actually the way you should look at it is that it's absorbing, absorbing. a certain frequency of energy. Yeah. So maybe it's it's the the energy. And then, of course, it, it's going to heat it up, right? And then, and then it will be actually projecting mm-hmm. um, infrared, right? Because I don't know. So there's it'll all kinds. Always, of ways. It'll always project infrared unless it's absolute zero. So right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, it's just it's well, absorbing. No, that's, that's, it's absorbing these other frequencies. That's not right. It'll it'll be projecting. It'll be radiating infrared unless it's colder than the. Than the background. Than the background temperature, yeah. Right. So, yeah, and I I wanted to read that on the the show, and you're welcome, because I want the Snake Force to try this out. But I also have a thing about (laughs) trying to explain stuff with, with like, you know, the (laughs) standard model physics. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, we're giving you the, not we're giving nece- you the skirp tarred explanation. Not Rand. necessarily standard model of physics. It's sort of like a combination of uh, kookiness and standard model physics. Yeah, yeah. Look, all these things are vibrating, which is what the standard model says. So totally kooky, kooky, you can experience it, right? Right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, we're a perfect mix of the standard model and kooky here on the on the Rose of the Serpent <laughs> podcast. <clears throat> but it could also be psychic, like Russ suggested. I mean. Mm-hmm. It could be. You practiced it, and then you got good at it, and I don't know. You know, I mean, like I would, ha- I would, I would want to see like legit double blind tests. You should but- try doing it with like sandwich meat or cheese. <laughs> you know, just have like hold some cheese and be like, um, provolone. <laughs> <laughs> see if it goes beyond color. <laughs> but those, but those actually do feel different, right? Like cheeses. Oh yeah. You know, you can tell the difference in the field. Sandwich meat. All right. (laughs) Just give me a cold cut right on the palm. (laughs) See if I can guess it. Yeah. Turkey. Yeah. (laughs) Bologna. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just off the top of my head. Yeah. 
maybe all I'm trying to say is maybe see if you can expand that to something else. Yeah. You could do uh, like this is a known thing. People people have quote unquote perfect pitch. They hear a note at random and they can say, oh, that's this note, specific yeah. note. Um, so you could try that. I don't know if you're a musician or not, but that would be interesting too if you, because that's really hard to do to yeah. just hear a note randomly and be like, oh, okay, that's a that's a B flat, you know. Yeah. But it's kind of the same thing, in a way. It is. I'm okay. I'm looking something up here because I just thought of this. Like, except you're you're not seeing the color, so that's no, it's not the same thing. There's something here. I'm looking this up. Let me find this. Uh, psychometry is uh, the the word for psychic touch. Hmm. Okay. Now most people associate the ability, if it exists, of psychometry with the ability to like touch some object, and you can detect its past or something. Right. That's a lot of people. That's what psychometry or even that you can absorb so like i remember reading a story about you know it was a fiction story but about psychometry and a guy who had psychometric abilities so he could get instruments that were played by very famous awesome musicians and just by putting his hand on the piano suddenly he had all that guy's skills and he could play the piano like that dude but when he wasn't touching it couldn't you know no piano skills hmm. so that's a th th these are the ideas of psychometry but basically yes psychometry is the idea of psychic touch so maybe That's you have cool. something. Maybe, maybe you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Take a look at that. Yeah. Got to have. We got. We got engineers and, you know, analytical chemists and stuff in our in the snake force. We also need psychometrists. Borrow a mathematician's pen. Yeah. <laughs> Go touch one of the pyramids. <laughs> yes. God dang it. We got to take a break. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah. Snakes. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We went long on that last segment. <clears throat> yeah, it's becoming a thing. Yeah, it's kind of becoming a thing. Um, but it's okay. We're kind of like letting our hair down, relaxing a little bit. This is a swap cast with Darren, and we're just getting through some emails. And at least that's what I feel like. I'm like, yeah. I don't have, I don't have stacks of notes with a book report going on. Yeah, there, yeah. So I feel like I'm just chilling. We're gonna start one up soon yeah <clears throat> maybe next time or yeah or we got after. stories that have backed up because of the books and everything so maybe we'll do one more show possibly we'll figure it out now uh, that we, russ was saying now that we've found something you guys really like we'll we'll hold it off for yeah a couple more episodes. <laughs> yeah well we'll not do it for a little while and <laughs> <laughs> keep you wanting more <laughs> brilliant idea God, we're just great at marketing and yeah. such yeah we're just we're geniuses at this guys <laughs> <laughs> all right Couple more emails here. Wait Two, a second. Wait. Well, before. Well, well, all right. Well. Okay. Well, can well. I? I want to do this because we were talking about the psychic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, let's hear it. So I just want to tell this story that happened yesterday. I was just hanging out with some neighbors and my parents, uh, having some uh, wine. You know, just visiting before my dad left some town. Adult beverages. Yeah, that's right. Minding your own business, bothering no and one. And one of our neighbors, good friends. Um, <laughs> 
their granddaughter, who you know I've been around since basically a toddler. Oh yeah. And now she's I think twelve or something. Yeah. Uh, so our neighbors were telling us that that they um, basically she's driving around and she's looking at this this local coffee shop. You know my neighbor. She's like, um, not the twelve-year-old. No. no, not the twelve-year-old. She's driving with with <laughs> okay. with her granddaughter. Right. She's looking at the coffee shop. Like, man, I'm so glad we have that nice coffee shop because we have a tiny little town, right? Yeah, yeah. And the and the granddaughter goes, they're closing, and then she just like puts her hands on her face and she's like, I don't know why I said that. I don't even know. And the, and oh. and the next day they closed. Wow. Whoa. And she says, my neighbor says that her granddaughter does this and has done this her entire life, basically. Whoa. She'll just blurt out stuff immediately after someone makes a comment or something. Yeah. You know, and it's, and then she's always like, I don't know where that came from. I don't know why I said that, but it's true. What? Wow. And I was like, whoa, dude. Wait I gotta, a minute. Hold up. Uh, hold up. <laughs> yeah, where is that sound like? <laughs> hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> Something ain't right. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I want to talk. I had to go home. You know, I had to go to bed early because I had to get up early and all this. But I, I was just like, I want to talk to you more about this. Yeah. At a later time. And I so, want to ask her some questions. Exactly. <laughs> Who built the pyramids? Yeah. <laughs> just don't think about it. Say the first thing that you think of. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, look, I try to. I definitely like to first. I, I like to get the physics out of the way, right? I want to run. I got to sit in, and think about how stuff works. I got to think about vibrating particles or little pockets of energy bouncing off of each other, and all of these things, and try to try to f- come up with some way that the physics could work to explain it. And if there's n- if if I end up all wet at the end of that, just yeah. like there's no way. Then most likely, you know, I'm gonna be like, okay, then it's it's something more. This this is supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Because I also believe in that. So, that's right. I like the, and you've you've pushed me towards this a lot. And I like the idea of like, you know, we we have, we have models that are based on observations. Like more observation based, right? So we have all these observations, and we can use those. And if we can't explain what we're seeing with those. Then you've got this hole there, and you're like, okay, so it could be supernatural or something we don't understand yet, which right. are the same thing in a way. Could both be the same yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, I agree. <laughs> the watcher wants to take her to buy lottery tickets. <laughs> yeah, so that'll work. This, that'll, this will work this way. You buy the ticket, and she's like, that one loses. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> You'll have to buy a lot of lottery tickets before she's like, that one's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll I'll dig deeper into that situation. Yeah, and yeah. Come back and me maybe. too, because that uh, she's cool too. By yeah, me. yeah. Like she's real cool. And yes, we have known her since she was very young. She's really awesome. She's growing up into be a, a, a really cool person, and hilarious. So, all right. So this is from Frank. This is a uh, <laughs> from Commander Frank. He says, first time emailer from Frank. What's happening, Snake Bros? Uh, it's Frank, longtime Serpent Bro, but first-time emailer. So far, I've managed to check out the majority of the episodes and was even able to coherently absorb at least half of those sodes after checking them out a few more times. <laughs> sodes? <laughs> yeah. 
calls them sodes. <laughs> and he was able to coherently absorb them after listening to them a couple of more times. <laughs> And I must say, the show just keeps getting better with each new Sode. I haven't been listening or watching the Sodes in their numerical order, though, but instead I have let the force, so to speak, lead me to the one to check out, which ironically would always seem to be focusing on, or would always seem to correlate with whatever topic I was happening to be focusing on at that particular time. Uh, cosmic tuning alignment of the universal consciousness, perhaps? Question mark. Hmm. Though I feel kind of apprehensive about verbally placing any of the Sodes in any sort of qualifying pecking order, because I think they're all great and always packed with... Uh, don't know that word. Bandoodoos? <laughs> Sounds like a great word. Bandoodoos. <laughs> Full of all kinds of awesome info. I think the Giza Power Plant slash Chris Dunn series is definitely an awesome series. It's probably safe to say your series on Chris Dunn and his work is one of the best Chris Dunn interviews and features out there. But the Cosmographia series, the Younger Dryas Impact Hypothesis, and anything else that significantly correlates with the origins of humanity since the last time the world ended is what I find fascinating and just as important. It seems humanity has worked itself into a corner since the end of the late Pleistocene, and I believe it's obvious to any critical thinker that it's not entirely all our fault. There was another natural proponent that's entirely made up of the wheels within wheels that rotates and revolves with the cosmic tempo and keeps the universe alive. And even a struggling Adamu Apiru old-timer like me can see from the current compiled accepted evidence in the archives of academia that it's more than likely going to happen again. God, this guy God, writes you like, write, Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Please, write a book <laughs> yeah. so that we can do a report on it. <laughs> the last sode I just finished checking out was 107, Dabbler's Den, with Chris Cottrell, and that was real interesting, super cool, and informative interview. It's awesome that you guys have been able to con uh, consistently maintain featured guests with authentic credentials and backgrounds, but also still open-minded enough to explore all the probabilities, no matter how unorthodox the probabilities might be. I wish I had teachers like Chris and Randall when I was actually went to school back then. I'm sure I wouldn't have skipped out of my last few years of the high school days just to chase after one of the dangerously impossible pipe dreams that today's society, or more specifically the system, is currently indoctrinating the world with. I've already said this three times in some of the other Snake Bros online communicative platforms, but this is the first time in an email, so I've concluded it's worthy of an updated reiteration. You bros still rock like it was meant to be, still asking the right questions, extremely pertinent questions in my opinion, while leaving no stones unturned. I'm so glad I finally found an awesome spot to set up camp. Also, if it's okay, could you guys give a big what's up, Snake Bros, to the Discord and Facebook group for me? A huge thanks if you can. Yeah, so what's up, what's up? Snake Bros? <laughs> <laughs> well, till next time, peace and snacks, Frank E.M. Thanks, Frank. Man, what a great freaking email. You're our fearless leader, Frank. That's right. <laughs> the command, the watcher says the commander has used the words sodes and bandoodoos. They are part of the vernacular now. Use them as often as possible. Snake force. Bandoodoos. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you spelled that there, watcher. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite how he spelled it, but it's close enough. Yeah, let's see. What, how does he spell let it? Let me get it. Um, I got to find it in here. It was B A N D. U-D-D-U-S. So close. You just had one fewer D in the second D. The second... The, after the first U, there should be two Ds, is how he spelled it. So maybe it's Bandudus? I don't know. Is this, like, maybe uh, the music? Band? Band dudes? Bandudus? I don't know. <laughs> Bandudus. <laughs> Bandudus. <New> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be making up words and spelling them in weird ways, expect me to mispronounce them. 
Just no, no, no. We need you to create the pronouncement <laughs> the of new words. The pronunciation of new words. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, we will all be misled forever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, this is interesting. Since um, since Darren actually live streamed our uh, our swapcast with him in the cube on Saturday. It went out onto YouTube on Gramerica's, and so some people have watched it. So this is actually an email about this show that I'm going to get to read on this show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks, Darren. Also, <laughs> going live. Also from Angie. She says, hey, guys, listening to the live with Gramerica, not live. <laughs> <laughs> While driving home, great job to all of y'all. Just wanted to say we are all trying to figure this shit out, and it sure does help at least for me to know that there are others contemplating these same subjects. We are all subject to money and time, but as for someone who loves what y'all have done so far, I can say the way you guys have steered clear of politics is one of the reasons why I keep listening to it. It makes me nauseous to hear people rant about their personal beliefs, and it creates so many divides between people. Yes. Yes. Angie, thank you. Angie! <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it for the emails and for the... Uh, we're totally caught up. So. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything else? We're about done here. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up. Yeah, I mean that's like right yeah, on the right, right on, on the, the two-hour mark. Yeah. So. All right. Feels like a short show though. Yeah, it was. I mean, because mm. we've split it in half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe we should do that more often. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I mean, the Grimerica model is interview the people when, whenever, and yeah. then actually do the intros and outros all together on Sunday. But no, like Angie said, we're doing it right. Right. Just keep doing it. Yeah. It, it's hard to get the momentum going and then like break it up. You yeah. Know? But yeah. Th this has been, yeah, because like I, I kind of want to just sit here for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be because we have Cosmographia coming up. That's true. Yeah. Oh, and sorry if anybody's following that. Like, I haven't published any, um, yeah, any so, of the audio on the so audio feed. The audio for 13 and 14 should be coming up quick and soon because uh, yeah, that's in the hopper. So those will probably be published right next to each other, as far as I know. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys can get a hold of us, brothersoftheserpent at gmail.com. Go to the website, brothersoftheserpent.com. Check out the encyclopedia, the glossary there, the snakeskins, which is our merchandise store. Uh, join the pyramid scheme, help support the show. Uh, you can do that through Patreon or through one-time donation through PayPal. The buttons are right there on the website. Give us reviews on iTunes, like I said before. Share the shows anywhere you can. That always helps. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Snake Bros with no vowels, S-N-K-B-R-S. Join the Facebook group, which is run by Jordan. Join the Discord, which you can find a link to, uh, basically an invite link on the website. Just go to the website and you can see Discord, the uh, snake, snake pit. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, the Library of the Serpent run by Jeff. Thanks very much to him for that. Uh, follow History Shift at History Shift, and you can find him on YouTube, Twitter, and he's got a website, HistoryShift.com. Also, Pod Doodles turns our podcast into doodles. He's doing another one right now. I he's, think I just saw a post on Twitter. Yeah, he's halfway through uh, crop circles and UFOs. Oh, it's going to be a cool, great cool, one. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, Cosmographia, which we do with Randall Carlson. Follow that. You can find it on Geocosmic Rex YouTube channel and on Cosmographia. Uh, the CAC 2020 Scabland trip is still coming up. I think there's only a few spots left. Sign up if you want to go. So, yep. Also, thanks to Where Do the Road Go, Uncharted X, Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape, the C-Word Podcast, Grime America, of course, and Conspiracy Normal. We love all you guys. Thank you so much for all love your support. You. Yep. Always have. Yep. Always will. Good night, Adamu. Get back to work. Woo!
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.